Welcome growth seekers and freedom fighters to the Grow To Be Free podcast. I'm your host, Kiani Williams, and it is my goal to help you reach your fullest potential through listening to the stories of real women who have broken through a new level of life. And so listen in and take notes because you're going to learn so many practical and tangible tips to help you grow to your fullest potential in business and in life. So let's get to it. All right. Hi, everybody. Welcome. Today, I'm so excited to have with us Jessie May. She is an incredible human being. I've sensed her heart since the moment I heard her speak. She has a lot of experience covering traumas and overcoming them herself. And I think that's the greatest thing that somebody can teach is, you know, she has 28 years of experience overcoming traumas. And now she has put her sights on helping other people do the same. So I'm really excited to hear her story and share with you her today. So Jesse, take it away. Tell me, tell us about your story and what you've overcome. Thank you so much for inviting me. I am so excited to be here to share my story. And my story is definitely one that is it's unique, but it is probably something that will resonate with a lot of people. So back about a year and a half ago, I, it started because of surgery. I had to have a major surgery that stopped me from being able to do anything but sit still. And I was busy on the go. I was a go-getter achievement. I had my dream board, vision board up and was checking off what it was, my short-term goals, long-term goals. So I was a overachiever, but at this time I had to sit still. And when I did, that's when the my body remembered what had happened to me as a child. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a very religious uh, background. I come from a family where my father's a men- minister and my mom was, and they believed in the scripture where you spare the rod, you spoil the child, but it was totally taken out of context. It was mm-hmm. like overused and what I realized was that my pain and rage from getting angry and upset. So in the process of sitting still, I remembered the spankings with the water holes. I remember the beatings with the switches off the trees and my body all of a sudden just remembered what had happened to me. And so I then started to realize that not only had it happened to me, but I had now become a perpetrator. I had done it to my four daughters. And not only that, because of the conditioning of my mind, when I was younger at 20, I had attracted somebody who was doing the same thing, not knowing that he was suffering from trauma as well. So here it is, two people have come together, got married, have children that we're doing that is detrimental to ourselves as well as our children. So to go back to the the other part of my story, I realized that that I could get so enraged, the wrath that would come from me. I could be this mild, meek, loving, kind person that would help anybody. But then there were times when I could turn into a monster. I could get so angry and just like be raging. And I remember, um, here I am, I'm an adult. And I'm in my job and I'm doing the thing that I love to do, which is in sales at the time. And yet when I got upset, 
I could explode in anger and I knew something was wrong. So that surgery knocked me on my butt. It came to me to show me who I was. So what I did when I got to the point to where I could, I contacted all of my daughters and I apologized to them, asked them to forgive me, made them aware that I had become aware of what I had done. And then I just shut up. I got quiet and I let them tell me who I was to them when they were children. Mm. And after they told me, it nearly broke me because mm. all I could do is like get in a fetal position and cry for nearly three days. I cried uncontrollably because I realized what I had done to my daughters because of what I had suffered and not knowing that that was called, I didn't even realize it could be something that your body could hold on to at the time. And it was trauma. It's called childhood trauma that resurfaces in so many different ways it could resurface. So my, my joy now is the fact that I have been made aware and what I want for the rest of my life is to spread awareness so that other children and adults don't have to carry this burden for the rest of their lives and are unknowingly inflicting trauma on other people because they have not connected the dots to the fact that it was done to them and because it was done to them. Not all people are perpetrators, but there are a lot of them. Mm. Because, because of this, I've learned, and as I do more research, the emergency room visits for child abuse has skyrocketed since COVID happened mm. because the trained professionals who have access to the children don't have it now because they can't they can't pay can't get to the children because of social distancing. So wow. this is a huge issue that is happening. And so my story, my misery of being a victim of trauma has now become my mission. And I will continue to spread the words. And I'm so grateful to have this platform where I have been invited to share with you all what it means to be a survivor of childhood trauma. Mm, amen. Amen to that. Wow. That, that's really powerful. And I, I wanted to dive into the part where you started to realize what you had done or realize what had happened to you well, how did that moment come about like you're you just had a surgery and it came about during that time but like what was the moment that you really started to realize all of these things like was it all at once or was it like a period of time where it was just little by little or how did that go well for some reason um that's a very good question thank you for asking a beautiful question for some reason, in those, in those moments of sitting still, your mind, I had to self-reflect because I had no activity that, that mm -hmm. I could do. So because I hadn't, didn't have any distractions, then for some reason, my mind started to take me back to my childhood. And so and it, it's almost weird because simultaneously as I'm going back and seeing what how I feared my dad, I could see myself doing it to my child and this was the most scary part about it in those moments that i was the perpetrator i felt liberated i felt a release and that was scary because 
it's, it's like when I go back to the scripture that my parents said was you spare the rod, you spoil the child. But then I remember like when I was doing it, it wasn't about love. It was, I'm in control of you. You don't, you, you do what I say, do, how dare you embarrass me? And I can remember my father saying, y'all are getting this beating because I'm a pastor and the neighbors can't, can't come and tell me about something that y'all have been doing that you shouldn't have been doing. So we literally got a, a butt whooping because he was embarrassed. And so I could sign this is happening simultaneously. I'm remembering I felt the same thing. How could you embarrass me? So the the revelation happened because there were no more distractions. So it's almost as you need to get still if you are a victim of trauma. Get quiet and just listen and don't be afraid to let it come, let it come through because it's trying, it's looking for a release and gratefully i started meditating i had never meditated before so the the realization of what happened came because of the silence it it started and it came slowly but surely i started to recall what had happened to me and it was the silence it was being at no distractions no work just me in my bedroom and just having that silence to focus in and self-reflect on myself. And that's how it started for me down this path to figure out why I was raging out of control. Wow, that is so powerful. I, I totally agree with you. I, coming from a person who's also, I mean, feel like everybody has some sort of childhood traumas they just can't really admit it because I was that person. Like I didn't even admit to myself that I had childhood trauma until last week. <laughs> Can you believe that? And so it's very, it's very incredible that we are having this conversation now because it was only through that quiet time, that stillness that I actually started to realize. And I literally had to do the whole um, reflection of playing the, the highlight reel of my life from when I was very young, anything that I could remember and reflect on how did I feel in that moment? Why did that happen? How is that affecting me today? And that is some hard work to do because it hurts. Your body remembers the pain that you went through at that time and you feel it. And, you know, there's tears being shed. There's maybe there's some physical body parts that actually start to hurt depending on what it was. So that experience for you, how did you, how did you push past that? That's really hard to do. How did you do that? Thank you. Very another awesome question. I had been listening to um, it was Tony Robbins, and then I had listened to um, a speech by Dr. Martin Luther King. And mm -hmm. ironically, this had happened. I'd heard had been listening to Tony and had heard Dr. King's speech. And in his speech, he said, uh, "If you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk." If you can't walk, crawl, but by all means, keep moving. And for some reason, hearing that, and I know it was divine. Um, I don't know how you believe, but I just believe that something had me hear that prior to this nervous breakdown that I was having because I literally had to make myself get up. Because if I did not get up, 
then I would be succumbed by the trauma. I would be succumbed by the hurt and pain if I didn't get up and figure out how to heal myself. And so slowly but surely, I got up. I just got up and then the the healing part of it was talking to my daughters and asking them to forgive me for Mm. what I had done. That was such an amazing divine experience that took me to, I went from almost immediate like self-loathing hating myself all of the the self-doubt all of the sabotage all of it i went from that to having the courage to call and apologize and when i did three of them forgave me my oldest daughter is still kind of holding on a little bit i love her though and in in her time it will get there but for the most part hearing them say i accept your apology mom And then we started to have heartfelt conversations. We started to talk about how they felt in those moments. And yes, it was a lot of tears, a lot of Kleenex, but it was so healing. It was such a a major healing. And I'm aware that a lot of parents, because we want to have a reputation of being perfect parents, I am an imperfect parent that's willing to state that she was an imperfect parent and I made a bunch of mistakes when it comes to cultivating and parenting my children. I've stopped using the word raise my children because to me that means cattle, raising sheep or something like that. Mm -hmm. I now use parenting (laughs) or cultivating Mm -hmm. my daughters. And so that alone, just being forgiven for what I had done and then forgiving myself. I had to forgive Jesse for what she had done. And then that, for the forgiveness, it was the awareness, the forgiveness, and then hearing them say, I forgive you. That is how I was able to continue to get up off of that floor and continue moving. And the more I talked to them, like now we laugh, we talk, we can talk about anything, absolutely anything now, because I was able to just say, I'm sorry, I messed up. I was wrong. And I just hushed. And so now we have amazing relationships now, amazing relationships now. And I want, I want that for as many people as I could possibly have to be able to share it with, because we're, we don't, we're not connected. It's so superficial for a bunch of us because we don't want to have those deep conversations that could take you to a dark place. But what I realized is that my light came in the darkness. If I hadn't gone in the darkness, I wouldn't be able to spread this awareness. I would not. So in my adversities, it was a huge opportunity, not just to heal me, but to help heal four, four young ladies who were still hurting and now I could share it with other people, as many people as I can. And I have an opportunity to share with you and your beautiful audience. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I love that. Wow, something that really stood out to me in during the part where you were talking about forgiveness, you not only had to forgive yourself, but you had to ask for forgiveness from your daughters. And for a lot of people, that is 
the toughest thing to do is to ask for forgiveness. You really do have to humble yourself. Um, humility is so key in this. And so, oh my goodness, like that, that humility, is that something that was a challenge for you? And like, did you, like, how did you, how did you get yourself to the point of like, okay, get rid of my pride. Everybody has pride. How did you get rid of your pride to finally say, okay, let's do it. Thank you. Another great question. It was, um, again, another leader that I listened to, uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer, who had spoken of the word ego. And the word ego is E-G-O, which means edging God out. And so when I heard that, I thought about it. And I thought about all the times where the pride and the ego hand in hand, their brother and sister or sister and sister, however you want to say it, they go hand in hand. So I thought about, okay, so what are the benefits if you don't say, I'm sorry, if you don't apologize to them, how, how would that help them? So in other words, I laid down my pride and I thought about what it felt like for them. And then I remembered how afraid I was and how my heart would race when I knew what, what was about to happen to me. So I literally put myself in their shoes and said, okay, I know what it would mean for me if my dad and my mom would apologize to me, how liberating that would be for me. Mm. So I'm going to give that to them. I may not ever give it, but I don't care because it's not about me. So I took me out of it and simply put myself in their shoes. And then I picked up the phone and I reached out to my babies and I apologized and they were open to hear the conversation and because they realized I was open. I could hear too. I would not shun them for whatever it was they had to say. So I, when I started the conversation, I let them know I'm leaving with this. I am sorry. You have the floor to tell me whatever you need to tell me about myself. And I will simply be quiet or say, okay, and I will only speak if you ask me a direct question. And that's what I did. Mm. I love that. Wow. You're amazing. <laughs> I just want to say. Um, yeah. And so, so today, fast forward, you know, it seems like this has really lifted a huge burden off of your shoulders and you do feel a lot more free in your life and probably in all areas. What would you say is the most impactful thing for you that you have now that you didn't have before? Very good question. Oh my God. Another beautiful question. It is, it's, it's a flow of freedom because now I am so calm. I am relaxed. Whenever something happens, it's not a knee jerk reaction. It's simply a calmness to process it and then respond accurately. So doing this work literally gave me the emotional strength to be able to like have someone cut me off on the highway, have someone like I'm, we're getting ready to turn on down the aisle at the local grocery store and they intentionally cut me off and nothing happens. I simply wait and let them go before me. So it gave me the, the opportunity to know what it feels like not to let the small things become the reason why I react 
And that what that was is I now control the triggers. What used to happen prior to coming to this realization of what had happened to me, I would be triggered by the slightest thing. Like if someone cut me off in the highway or if somebody would, would be in front of me and the light was changing versus taking that as a moment where I need to wait, I would get furious that they didn't move as fast. So I'm in the car and I can remember times when they were young and they were in the car with me and here I am swearing left and right, road rage inside my car. So they heard all of this. And so, but now this, this where I am today and being able to share with you is that I'm no longer emotionally triggered by anything outside. So I have the emotional strength to only be triggered, allow whatever happens. And I see that something is happening with my lighting, but whatever happens, I'm not controlled by that thing. I, I'm only controlled by the decisions I make to respond to whatever happens in my life. So I would say that was the biggest and the greatest revelation for me, because I think that a lot of times people, circumstances and things, they're appearing in our lives to show us where we aren't free. And so now I can truly feel freedom because when those things come, I'm calm and I'm relaxed and I'm not triggered by outside circumstances. So that's the greatest and most freeing revelation since I've done this work. That's awesome. That is that is so cool. That is so true. And pe- I feel like people don't really talk about that because I think most people don't really experience it. You know, if you think about everything that's happened over the last year, and there's a lot of things that we can't control. There are so many things. And it's so easy for us to focus on those things that we can't control, like the circumstances of the situation. But there's so much freedom in realizing that, you know, you do have some control. You have control over your own decisions and your own attitude with whatever's going on in the world. I think that's what true peace really is, is realizing that you have control and it doesn't matter what the heck is going on. (laughs) That's it. Yes, that's it. That is so true. I completely agree. And you at 24, you have that. And that's that's freedom. It really is true peace and freedom. And you own that because you don't give it away. You choose to own that and you don't just hand it over to whatever happens. Amen. Oh my gosh. I love it. Okay, cool. So I, I kind of want to dive into some questions for the audience um, who's maybe kind of new to this whole trauma concept. Like w- what types of trauma are there? Of course we have childhood traumas, but are there other ones that people can be experiencing? Absolutely. Um, and another very good question. Um, there's also, you've heard of postpartum depression. Th- mm-hmm. Those That's trauma. You've heard of PTSD, which is what Sometimes people who've been in the military, they are suffering from post, uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. And all of that is, like, say, for instance, there's somebody who was in the military, whichever branch, and they watch their best friend die. Well, when they come home and they don't ever get to talk about that, they don't ever get to share that. Well, that was stored in their body. How they felt in that moment, those emotions get trapped in the body. And so whenever they get home and you hear about veterans who commit suicide, veterans who end up taking a gun and killing other veterans, all of this is because nobody has 
pretty much recognized somebody is suffering from some type of trauma that has has gone unnoticed. And so you just attribute it to, I'm just angry, I'm just upset, but that's not really what's happening. So the trauma can get stored in your body. And there was a, a study that was done that years ago, I, I can't recall what year, but it was called ACEs. And ACEs is called the Adverse Childhood Experiences Study. And this was a study that was done on uh, suburban families where they talked to some of the children and some of the adults and realized that it so many of them were suffering from trauma and they nobody was really doing anything about it. And what happens is when it goes untreated, when you don't realize that it's happening, you grow up and you become an adult. Not everybody perpetuates what happens, but the majority of them do which then creates a whole nother generation that's doing it. So again, it's, it's a lot of different traumas and it could stem from physical abuse, emotional abuse, mental abuse, sexual abuse. And sexual abuse is the worst one. It has the most devastating effects. Mm-hmm. But any type of abuse that you suffered as a child could could be a possibility that you grow up and that trauma is stored in your body and at some point at some point it surfaces and you never know how you never know why and I'm reminded of of Kate Spade the young lady who committed suicide who everybody in the world outside looking in she has everything like why but when you're mentally suffering and you don't feel like there's a way out, there's nothing that could be done. We later learned that she was suffering from depression and other things, but this is what happens. And so a lot of it can get stored in the body and there is a knee jerk reaction that happens because your brain, when you're, when trauma happens to you, it, it's, it, it either goes, your body goes into the fight, flight or freeze mode is what happens as a child. when that parent was getting ready to do that, or you knew that your brother or your uncle was going to come in and molest you once your mother went to sleep. So your body holds on to that. So whenever something happens that triggers that feeling, then your body goes right back to that emotion. And so it, it's holding on to how you felt. It's like, I remember, same thing happened to me. I can remember the anticipation of getting ready to get that butt whooping for the slightest little thing, knowing that I was about to suffer pain. So my body had been holding on to that for all those years. So those are, it's trauma that can get stored in the body, but like you have the, you have the means to heal. You just got to know you're suffering from it. How can you heal from something you're not even aware of? And that's the biggest thing. It's becoming aware of it. Right. Yes, I totally agree. And, and I think I mentioned to you earlier, I didn't even realize that I was had even gone through childhood traumas. And I think where that stemmed from is like, I've always heard people sharing their traumas, and they are typically very extreme, you know, childhood sexual abuse, you know, PTSD, stuff like that. And I always looked at them like, well, I didn't experience that. So I don't like, who am I, I guess it kind of stemmed from who am I to say, oh, I I have a trauma when there are other people who are clearly very much suffering from traumas that are way worse than mine. So I think that's where my thought came from. And it really 
took that stillness to really reflect and, and, and recognize that there are some traumatic things that happened to me in the past that really did affect me. So, so how would you recommend somebody, somebody really identifying that trauma? Like, how do you identify a trauma in your life? To, be, to identifying the trauma is to become aware. And there are some questions that you can ask yourself. The, the questions can be a bit traumatic in themselves, but if you ask yourself the questions, it'll help you to like get in touch with that part of you that was that is still feeling that trauma. And some of them are, a few of the questions are, in anybody in your, in your sphere of influence, caregiver, parent, um, religious leader, anybody that was responsible for taking care of you. Did they ever shove you, push you, injure you by whipping, spanking, whatever you want to call it, beating you? Did they ever make you feel like you were unworthy? Did they talk to you and made you feel like you were less than? Did they always tell you that you were a failure, that you weren't going to ever amount to anything? Were you ever sexually assaulted, abused by anybody? It could be a neighbor, anyone. And those are just like simple questions. And then if you are an adult, if it didn't happen to you until you were a teenager and you had a boyfriend who was choking you or who was shoving you or who may have raped you, these are just some questions. And it's, it's scary. It does not feel good. And like being, becoming free is not is it's not a, a pretty process you know you you're not going to see all butterflies and all that you may see some dragons but it's so worth you doing the work and so when you ask yourself those questions if you can answer yes to any one of those questions there is a possibility that you are suffering from some type of trauma and you just need to do a little bit more research and then asking your if you feel comfortable with asking your parent or your caregiver, okay, mama or dad, how'd you grow up? What happened to you? How how did your parents when when you did something wrong? How did how did you how were you reprimanded? How did they deal with when you when you did things that you weren't supposed to do? How did your parents discipline you for that? What type of discipline did you get? Like those are questions that you can that are non-offensive, so the parent won't automatically jump to defense by you asking. So it's just an easy way for you to figure out. And then you get it once once you hear those answers as to what happened to them, you can start to connect the dots as to why it happened to you. And so I had heard the stories of what had happened to my dad and my mother. So I automatically knew why it was done to me because mm -hmm. it had been done to them. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a that's a really good point because it's really easy for us to just blame whoever it was, blame our parents specifically of like, you know, you did this to me, but the truth is, is they probably wouldn't have done that unless something similar was done to them. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's it. That is it. That is why my parents did it. My father was given away by his mother because he was an outside child. And the lady that raised him was his mother's cousin. And she was brutal. She was really mean to him. So that's what happened. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. And yeah, those are some good questions that you said. And, and I think for me, like whenever I would 
kind of ask those questions to myself I like I couldn't really say yes to any of those like for me it was more like a like a constant like verbal negativity you know just very consistent like it was almost so consistent like that's just kind of how my life was and so I lived in it and I feel like there are some people out there that might also be experiencing that where you know you're a fish in water and you know when you ask a fish what does water feel like they're like well <laughs> like I live in it so you can't you don't even really know. yeah you don't know the difference. yeah you don't know the difference so so for people like that how would you like what kind of questions would you encourage them to ask themselves the verbal abuse is like when you when you think of the same thing think back to when you were a child if you can go back and the things that were said to you how did you feel what what was those emotions like why why was i told that i I'm this or that. There are a lot of young ladies that are called sluts and the B word and just all kinds of crap is said to them. And so as you're asking yourself those questions, if that there's something off, then that's that's a that's a clue that you're a victim of of trauma. So it's like you said, the verbal abuse that happened to you, which is definitely one of the abuses because it happened to me as well and so when you think back to that how did it make you feel and I can remember crying when I remember my dad telling me you like you're not going to amount to anything you'll never amount to anything you don't know how to shut up your mouth always gets you in trouble being slapped in the mouth for talking so it's like those things I can remember like what and and it, it just felt wrong so if, if it feels like it's wrong in your body and you're now, however old you are, when that happened to you, that's an indication that, that you're suffering from trauma. Mm-hmm. From your story and how you're sharing, that came to you as you were you're being still and you were listening to that. The awareness came through that silent time, which is so huge. Yes. And then the, the next thing that I feel like you you touched on was you you got up you got up and you moved you recognized okay you're aware of this trauma that's happening like what are the action steps that you needed to do in order to to heal that for you it sounded like it was asking for forgiveness that was the first action step yes yes for for somebody who go ahead okay I'm sorry I didn't mean to interrupt Oh, okay. I think it's a little bit delayed, but no worries. So for somebody who um, might have, maybe it's not so much they have to ask for forgiveness. Maybe it's they have to forgive somebody else, which can be a little bit more tough because you don't know that person could be across the world or not, not even alive anymore. How, how would you recommend somebody attack that and take that next action step to move? It moving, it is one of the things that I did was I needed to interrupt the pattern that I had always done, uh, which was before becoming aware that I was triggered by all of this stuff, then I would instantly like become offended by any and everything that somebody said. So once you have, once you now become get to the point where you're aware and you need to face this and asking the questions 
being able to first know that it's a possibility that the person who did it to you will never admit it. So the first thing you need to do is be okay with the fact that whoever caused your trauma, if they're still alive, may not ever say, I'm sorry. Also be aware that when you if when you say it to them or you bring it to their awareness, that they may get angry with you. So if you feel that they're going to get angry, are you able to deal with the fact that bringing it to their awareness may cause you guys not to speak for a while? Be okay with that. So first is first of all, you must forgive yourself. Forgive the fact that you were a child and you had no control over what happened to you. So you need to forgive yourself. And once you're forgiving yourself, if you feel like you want to address the person, if they're still around who, who did this horrible thing to you, be okay with the fact that they may not ever say I'm sorry. And be okay with the fact that if you tell them that you guys' relationship may not ever be the same. And you just have to be okay with that because getting it off of your chest and sharing it is huge. And it's one of the steps. You need to release it. If you can't say it to them, if that person is no longer alive, go outside and scream, shout, throw some rocks. You know, just, you know, get that out of you. Let Get the anger out of you because it's there. It's trapped. You were angry at the fact that you could not say something or couldn't do something to defend yourself for what happened to you. You will blame yourself. I blamed myself, though I was innocent and I could not defend myself. I was still blaming myself. So you have to get it out. And if you can go to that person and tell them, what happened do it let it go and then whatever they say whether they admit to it whether they get angry or whether they stop talking to you be okay with that and then just go do what you need to do but i guarantee you once you let it go and get it off of your chest whether it's saying it to yourself saying it in your backyard or saying it to that person you are now liberated you are now free from that stored trauma that has been in your body and your life will totally transform. It will be a complete 180 as to how you're going to feel once you let that go. Mm, that's good. That is so good. I love how you brought up the different ways in which you could do that. It doesn't necessarily need to be talking with that person. You, you can do something to release it out. It's it's the silence on something that's happened to you that keeps you trapped because subconsciously, I feel like you don't acknowledge it or you pretend that it's not there, but it's still there. It's that elephant in the room that you're not talking about. That's a very good analogy. And like one of the, one of the things I share with people is what you reveal, you can heal. Mm. You don't ever say it don't ever reveal it you can't heal it and it's silently controlling what you're doing every day yes i love that i love that so much wow well this has been such a great conversation is there anything else that you would love to share with the audience Thank you so much for giving me this opportunity and hopefully um, something we've shared today will just help somebody else 
if you are a perpetrator or if you are someone that it's happening to, just know that there is a way for you to heal and there is a way to get help. So just, I would encourage you, reach out, say something, say something to somebody and get some help because we're here to do that. We're here to create, connect and serve and then wake up the next tomorrow and do it all over again. Amen. Amen. So um, in terms of resources, you seem like a really great resource for people to go to. How can people find you? And, and what will, can you give a little overview of like how, how you help people or how you're approaching it? I, I do. Um, I do. I do have a training course that I personally will do. I am the trainer and I actually go through the steps we've talked about here in depth. And so you can reach me, uh, you can go to twicecreated.com, leave an email, and then I will respond. I do offer coaching and I am a life coach. So I can train you from a from, from step one all the way to however many steps you need to, in order for you to heal. But typically it doesn't take that long. Uh, thankfully, I have developed a way for you to heal. And so you can reach me at twicecreated.com or at my email address, which is justjessie.may at gmail.com. And then in or on any of social media, which is I am Jesse May at, on Instagram. Awesome. Okay, great. Well, guys, please do reach out to her. She is such a beautiful soul. Do not feel like you're blocked by something. Don't make an excuse because excuses never get you anywhere. So definitely just, just make the, make the email, make the little drop a DM, slide in her DMs. Like it's not a huge deal. She is such a loving person and she can really help you guys out. So without further ado, I love to pray for people at the end of my episode. So if you would allow me, Jesse, I'd love to pray for you. All right. So dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this amazing, amazing day. I thank you for allowing Jesse to come into my life and just very, very stealthily working in the background to make this connection. Um, we're in two completely separate states on two opposite sides of the country. And, and I thank you for the opportunity to be able to um, put her on a platform so that way she can shine and she can use the experiences that she's obtained and the, the seemingly negative things that have happened to her, Lord. Thank you that you are now using that for good. And now you are allowing it to help and, and spread to all the people. I, I believe that, that Jesse's voice will be heard from, shot her from the mountaintops. I, I thank you that her story and the ways that in which she can lift people out of the darkness that they're in is just boiling and this brewing and it's just gonna I imagine an an overflow from a volcano but a very positive volcano that just like shines upon the earth a volcano of light I feel and so Lord I thank you for this opportunity for for her to share her gift and to share her knowledge and experience with us and I pray that you will bless her business with overwhelming abundance and success and I pray for her family that you will continue to do the healing that they are going through that you will continue to send the right people the right experiences the right um the right knowledge of how to heal as a family and come together in unity. And I pray this in Jesus name. Amen.
blessing to this planet. And I, I know that more and more will come your way. And I am so, so proud of you. Beautiful, beautiful soul. Oh, thank you, Jesse. Thank you so much for being here. I am so excited to get this episode out. Thank you. It's my pleasure. My pleasure. I am honored to do this with you. Honored. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked the episode, it would mean so much to me if you shared it with a friend you feel like needs to hear it because everyone deserves to experience growth and freedom. And as for you, I would love to get to know you and hear your feedback on the podcast. So I invite you to reach out to me on Instagram at growing to be Kiani or on the grow to be free podcast Facebook page. And if you're looking for community and connection, join the grow to be free club on clubhouse. Until next time, see you soon.